Thank you for joining us today. At ResLife, our mission is to develop committed followers of Jesus Christ to reach the world. Our content is created to equip and empower you in God's purpose. We hope you enjoy this message. Tonight, I'm asking you just to open your heart for what the Lord would say through this message from Psalm 78. Uh, what he would speak into your life. Uh, we just came through Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great one with your family. I did with mine. And this is a time of year where I, I just evaluate my life. I evaluate how I'm doing. Am I growing spiritually? Am I becoming more like Christ? What does my family think of me? Those things are things I ponder as I drive or I'm sitting in my office. And I want to I wanna tell you that when my kids were little and now with my grandkids I'm doing like over Thanksgiving I do this thing where I line them up against the wall or I have a stick in my case I use a stick but maybe you do this at your house but I line my kids up like my grandson Jackson I'll have him stand there then I mark a little line as to how tall he is and the next year at Thanksgiving we'll stick him back on the wall we'll make another line and every year right now he's you know he's five six seven and my granddaughter's four and I got little babies I got six grandkids there's a lot of lines but as they grow every year they go up a little bit like if you mark last year to here there's growth if there wasn't with my own kids, with my grandkids now, if I went over to line them up and mark them and Jackson actually was the same size three years from now, I would say to our family, we got a problem here. Uh, something's not normal because kids don't stop growing at this size. They're supposed to keep growing. So if something has caused them to stop growing, we need to check it out. We're really good at that. We do the same thing with education. You don't go up to a kid who's in seventh grade and say, hey, have you learned your ABCs? You say that in first grade. If they don't have it by the seventh grade, we got an issue. We got something we need to talk about. We're really good at monitoring the physical growth the educational growth. We're good at monitoring all that stuff in our society, but I, I'm not so sure we're really good at monitoring the spiritual growth. Like we, we don't have a wall at our house. We go, spiritual growth, come over here, stand. You're dropping the ball. We don't do that. But I want to tell you that this time of year is a time of year where I think we really need to take a moment and evaluate how are we doing growing spiritually? Are we passing on the faith that was passed on to us to the next generation? I tonight am here because there were people of faith in my heritage who told me the name of Jesus Christ. That's why I'm here. You say, well, you had to accept Jesus. Absolutely, it's all about Jesus. But someone told me his name. Tonight, if I yell, ask out, yell out a name, you would tell me somebody in your heritage who told you and shared with you the love of Christ. And tonight, we're going to do this little thing I kind of call the family circle. We're going to check ourselves and see, am I passing on the faith that was passed on to me? Um, this year, as I evaluated this, it's kind of interesting. Uh, one of the families just walked in. I know they were coming tonight, but Bob Gearing, one of my friends, he's gone now. His chance to pass on his faith has happened, and he did it, and he did it well. Uh, Todd Vanentorn, another friend from here, went to Rez Life. He's not here tonight. He's passed on. But he passed his faith on as a big part of his life. Another friend of mine, Jack, he's gone this year. I have three friends I've lost. They're dear friends to me. They're not here anymore. And it makes me go, man, if I were in that spot, if I passed on, would I be able to say the things that are important in this world have been passed on from my point of view to my children? That's my faith in Jesus Christ. So tonight... 
we're going to kind of ask that question. When you were in middle school, you had this thing you learned before the family circle. Got that other slide there, Brandon? There's this thing called the life cycle of a frog. Do y'all remember this in middle school? I know we're not middle school, but you can play along with me a second. Remember you saw the little egg thing and then the teacher would say, now the eggs become a tadpole, then the tadpole begins to sprout little legs, and then the legs become a frog. And that's the life cycle. of a, The reason we have more frogs there on the left is because they lay eggs. It's the cycle of how frogs survive. Well, the same thing's true in terms of our faith in our lives, in our community, and in our families. So tonight... We're going to make up here on the screen that little family circle you saw. We're going to at 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock and 6 o'clock and 9 o'clock. We're going to make a point of how we make sure we're passing on our family faith. And to do that, I'm going to read to you a psalm called A Maskell of Asaph. When you hear that, Psalm 78, if you look in your Bible, it actually says A Maskell of Asaph. And you go, what, what does that mean? A Maskell means wise teaching. It just means something written that's really wise. Asaph was kind of the kin of King David. He was the chief musician. So this Psalm 78 would have been sung. It wouldn't have just been read. It would have been sung to you. So like tonight, I would go, oh, my people here. And I would sing it. I'm not going to do that. But he would sing, he would sing it because when we sing it, we memorize it better. We remember it better. So listen to this Psalm. And after I read the psalm, we're going to put the four points on the screen. Here it is. Watch this. Oh, my people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. In other words, I'm speaking things to you. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden from of old, things that we have heard and things that we have known. Somebody in our heritage passed it on to us. Things that our, and the word here is, fathers have taught us. I want to take a moment right here. Um, I was watching tonight, I stood over on the side and I watched tonight as people were walking in. Lots of men walked into this service tonight. And I, was, I want to say, first of all, men, good job. Way to lay aside the football and the fantasy stuff and say, I want to come worship God. Good job. And tonight, then, I want to say to you also, in this passage of Scripture, it calls you out to be part of the team that passes on this faith. I see a lot of men these days who kind of go, you know what, my wife, she's more spiritual than me anyway, and she, she reads her Bible more than me, she's more godly than me, and I'll let her be the faith passer. I'll do the other things. And I want to tell you, the Scripture teaches, fathers, we are to talk to our children about faith. It's to come out of our mouths. Because we know, in fact, let's use that, Brandon, if you don't mind. The first point on this family circle, if you will, is that we know. Is it froze up or something? We got a problem? Oh, there it is. We know. What do we know? Well, let me just ask you, what do y'all know tonight that the world needs to know? Yell it out. What do you know about God and his word? What do you know? Just yell something out. You know the truth. Stop, stop. just truth. Would it be nice right now in our political world if we knew the truth? Serious. We know truth. What else? Another one. <laughs> that wasn't only. Everybody froze now. What else? What's another thing we know? His love. Forgiveness. God. We know the name of Jesus. We know this. Uh, the person in my life who made sure that got passed on to me was my grandpa. Uh, in my office. If you came to my office today. Um, hanging on the corner, I have a little heritage chef, and hanging on a little nail on that heritage chef is that hat. 
has, I mean, that shelf has several things from my heritage, from my grandfather, my grandmother, my mom, her Bible. All those things are on that shelf. And every now and then, when I have to make a big decision, when I feel big stuff on me at winning at home, or I'm feeling pressure, or I have a lot of stress on me, I will literally go over to the place where all that stuff is, and the hat hangs right on the side. I will pick it up. And I will walk over to a little stool that I have in my office and I will sit down and I will put this hat on just like this is what I do. And I go, what will grandpa do here? Because my grandpa was the guy who taught me how to live and serve and love Jesus. He made faith look contagious. I want to talk to you about that in a second. My dad said he was a follower of God, but he slammed and jammed and shoved the Bible down my throat in a very terrible way, and he wasn't very kind when he did it, and he did not model it. So he lived one life, and he shoved another life down my throat. And, and for me, it just looked, faith looked like something I don't want to be a part of. And my grandfather came along and said, no, son, no, son, no, son. Faith's a beautiful thing. Faith is not something that's going to ruin your life. Faith is something wonderful. And Grandpa taught me that. He made me want to follow the ways of the Lord. I hope and pray you had someone in your life like this. My Grandpa was that man. So I today honor him by having stuff from him sitting in my office. And here's my dream that someday... What grandpa knew, okay, that stuff that he knows. I now know these things. They've been passed on to me. I'm an older man. I'm 60 years old. Now I know these truths that my grandpa at the age of 60 passed on to me. And by the way, when I saw him at 60, I thought he was near death. So here I stand up here. <laughs> I feel pretty good. But in reality, I'm an older man. And I realize that little Jackson and Naya... And Elisha and all the grandchildren I have in my life, John and Ivy, they're all coming over. Shy, they're all coming over. When they see me now, they go, that's my grandpa, that's my papa. And I have a dream that I would make faith so contagious to them. They would watch my life, not hear my words, watch my life, and that they would want to grow up. I have a dream that someday they would go, can I, can I have papa's Bible? Can I have his Bible to keep in my heritage? Yeah. That place that reminds me I had a grandpa who taught me about. I want to live in such a way that one of my grandchildren and my children will look at my life and go, whatever Papa knew, I want to know that too. And I want to keep a little piece of him near me. So today, sitting in my office, you guys didn't know this, but I have... My grandpa's hat, I have a picture of my friend Jack, I have a picture of my friend Bob, those are the pictures I have, they're sitting on that shelf. And I look over at them and I go, how am I doing with all this? I mean, I can stand up here and preach the word of God like crazy, but the people who live me and love with me every day in my house, do they see faith in me? Am I like my dad? Am I just good up front and then behind the scenes people go, in my family go, I don't want to be around him? Or do they go, he's the real deal? Same thing's true for you. You can talk about faith all you want. You can say it as much as you'd like to say it, but your kids see if you actually have it. And that's something that we have to know individually as people. And today, the reason I'm standing here able to preach the Word of God is because the grandpa in my life who knew about it, watch, he didn't just know it. You can know something and be quiet about it. You can know something and never say anything about it, but he didn't do that. He did step number two, help me here, B. He went from we know to we teach. 
It's got to come out. It says in the passage in Psalm 78, verse 4, we will not hide them from the next generation. We will tell the children, the next generation of the children, the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord. In other words, we will share what we know. Now, to, the, to me, this is probably the most important step for so many of us here tonight. Some of you, if you're willing to receive a little thought from me tonight, it's this. Some of you like to talk a lot about your faith but your family would much rather see it. St. Francis of Assisi, you know his words. Preach the gospel all day long, and when necessary, use words. In other words, let your life and your light so shine before men that they see the good works of the Lord God through your life. Not your life, but what God does through your life. And to me, this is where the rubber meets the road. The generation of teens that are growing up right now, according to statistics, are leaving the church like crazy. And I will tell you one of the reasons I believe that's true is because they see an inconsistency in the pattern of the adults' lives who go to church. And I want us to turn that around. I want us to not only know this thing that's been passed to us, I want us to seek to teach it effectively as I look back at my life I, I didn't do it all perfectly but I've taught I've tried to teach my children the ways of the Lord um, I did not force the gospel of Jesus down them I wanted them to want Jesus in their life because they wanted him in their life and by God's grace that's where they are today as four adult children they've all made a decision to follow after the Lord for which I am incredibly grateful many of you prayed for one of my children to get there she is there Praise God in heaven. And I tell you that all glory is due to the Lord. But all I tried to do as a dad growing up was just be a dad who made Jesus look contagious. I remember when my children were really small. For those of you who have young children, I'm sharing this story because I want you to see that it's important that you get those verses in their life. I sing verses with my kids at night. I tried to make the Bible come alive. I told them stories of the Bible in, in, live, in ways they understood it. But I also tried to just be the kind of dad who was fun. I mean, I, I wanted my kids to enjoy hanging out with me. And, and they did. By God's grace, they did. And I can remember one of the ways... One of the moments, I should say, with my daughter Christy, she's 27, 28 now, and I remember when she was probably six, I still remember this moment. Christy loved to draw trace people with sidewalk chalk in the driveway. They just loved to do that. So when I'd come home from work, get out of the car, Daddy, lay down, Daddy, lay down. She did in the summer. She loved to do this. I, I mean, she, she just went through sidewalk chalk. She loved trace. She called it twacing people. She loved to twace people. And I still remember I would get out of the car try, trying to go in the house to see my wife and family. And she'd be like, Daddy, lay down, Daddy. I'm like, Chrissy, I laid down yesterday. Lay down, Daddy. So I would do it. I, I remember I did it a lot. I'll show you exactly what I did. I laid flat on my back just like this, and I dropped my, all of my appendages flat, and I laid there. She would twice me. And we would talk. I'd talk to her about her day and stuff. If you came by my house in the summertime, it looked like a crime scene. There was tracings. <laughs> Our driveway was just a big tracings. And one day as I was doing this, I still remember this moment. Because I'm talking to you about teaching your children about Jesus, okay? This is where it happened. I didn't have the Bible in my hand. I'm laying on the ground. I don't even want to be here. I want to get into the house. 
And Chrissy is tracing me, and she's doing her thing. And all of a sudden, I saw up in this tree above me, I'm looking up. Look, I mean, I'm looking up. And I saw a monarch butterfly flittering through the tree. And I went, Chrissy, look up there at the butterfly. And she's like, get your hand down. So I put my hand back down. I'm like, can we just take a break one second? I want you to see something. She goes, what? I said, look, look, look. I grew up in South Carolina. Monarch butter, butterflies, were, they just massively came through the Carolinas because they, you know, they migrate. And so I said, Chrissy, look at the monarch. This is such a pretty bird. It's, it's got those orange wings and all this little black trim. And look at that one. It's just flittering. Water. And then I said to her, Chrissy, who made that? And she said, Dad, you know. I said, I know. I know, I know. I'm checking to see who made that butterfly. And she goes, Dad, God did. And I went, Chrissy, that's so big that you know that. Let let me tell you why. She's six, okay? When she turns 17, she's probably going to be in an environment for sure. When she's 19, she's going to be around somebody that goes, God didn't make that. No, that came from this little, God didn't even make you. That's what she's going to be told. And I want her to know from way down here, oh, yes, he did. And I want to live in such a way as a dad. Watch this. She was six. I want her to get to 16 and 26 and be able to say, no, I appreciate you're telling me your point of view and what you think and where you think I came from, where you think the world came from, where you think butterflies came from. But I know what my dad told me about butterflies and his words and what he said lines up with the word of God. He's not just making, it's not his own thoughts. It comes from a foundation, foundation we just sang about. And I want my little girl to know that someday when she gets older, God made her. He created her fearfully and wonderfully in her mom's womb. He has a plan for her life. Satan might try to beat her up all along the way, but I want to live in such a way that if she lays in bed and she thinks about what that friend or another person tells her or college professor tells her or what her dad told her, she goes, wait a second, for now 15 years, dad's been telling me the truth. Dad doesn't lie. Can I just say to you, dads in the room, it's important you not lie to your children because it's that consistent example of telling them the truth and living the truth that will win you credibility for your children to be able to know there is a Savior named Jesus and the foundation of that Savior does not change. Don't teach it on your own thinking, your own ways, your own words, your own feet, your own methods, because you will fail. Continue to teach your children that the ways and the words of the Lord are faithful. And you be faithful in that teaching. I will tell you today, my kids did get told a lot of crazy stuff. They got sent texts that I saw that were unbelievable. And they on their own came to their own conclusions that they believe there's a God in heaven who created them. And I believe part of that is because of the foundation that my papa taught me that I keep passing on. And I just want you to check. Because I don't know what your lifestyle's like if you just put yourself in a Christian bubble. But if you only survive in your Christian bubble, I want to tell you the world out there is after your children. And you need to teach them the principle and the foundations of the Lord so they will be able to stand. Because I want to know that someday what I've done, okay, that I've taught, watch this. If I teach, then the next part of that circle is, then they know. 
This is a big part of the whole plan. You want to know that your children know the ways of the Lord. And, and let me tell you, you can do checks on this all the time. You watch your kids. You say, my kids are little. Perfect. Watch for them doing things that remind you of Jesus. When my kids were little and they did things like share a toy. That's a big deal. And my kids would share a toy. I'd be like, whoa, whoa, you just shared that, didn't you? I'd go, oh, man, you know who you remind me of? They got sick of this phrase. You know who you remind me of? Dad, I know, Jesus. I'm like, I'm serious. Jesus shared. And so Lord knows you had plenty of times. If you got young kids, I can tell you one of the words you use. Don't. Stop. Quit. Cut it out. Those are big words. So when you see him doing something that looks like Jesus, tell him. Say, I'm proud of you. Way to go. Boom. Encourage them in their walk with the Lord. Because even at the ages of 5, 6, 10, and 12, your children do things that honor Jesus. When they do, bring it up. Celebrate it. Talk about it. I have the privilege now of having these four adult children. And recently, uh, my son Josh, who's planning a church out in the Camden, New Jersey area, been doing that for quite a few years now. He, you know, with, with phones too, he just kind of texted me uh, the latest uh, sermon he preached. And I'm driving down the road. And I'm listening to my son. Okay, I'm driving down the road listening to my son Josh preach. I start crying. Because it hit me. He knows. I, I don't need to tell him anymore. He's got it. It's in there. The thing that my papa taught to me, my son's got it. The circle's going to keep going. I do not know because these generations keep going. Some days, Dan, my papa's turn's over. It's over, okay? My dad's 90. I think he's going to live forever. I'm right here. I'm not sure about me. when I'm. But all these next generations are, I don't know this if time lasts. It's great, great, great grandkid. But I'm going to make sure my link in the chain is solid. That I passed on my faith. And when I hear my son preaching a sermon, I think about my little grandkids, John and Ivy, live in that house. Oh, they're hearing the name of the Lord. You say, Dan, why is this a big deal? Because if it stops here, the name of Jesus were to stop with me. If I don't share it, if I don't talk about it, the heritage could be lost. You've got neighbors, by the way, that may not know the name of Jesus. Why don't you consider this Christmas season, inviting them to come to church to meet and hear about this man named Jesus. Do y'all know there are people in Grand Rapids don't know the name of Jesus? My daughter met someone the other day who has never heard, never heard the name of Jesus. Lives in West Michigan. They're here. There are people who don't know what we have sitting in this room tonight. So it's our responsibility to know, to teach, so that they know. And then what's the obvious next thing? They teach. And then the circle gets completed. When they teach, it goes right. There's another little arrow there. It goes right on up. There's the, there's the life cycle of the family. The life cycle of faith that needs to be making sure it's happening in your life and in your home. It's really simple. But this is the time of year where I just ask myself, am I doing that? And my friend Bob, who since his family's sitting here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I mean, I watched him and... He's got a daughter sitting right here. And I know her. I, I go out and we meet and talk every now and then. She knows the name of Jesus. And one reason is because her dad talked about him. He made sure others knew about him. He tried to make an influence for, for Christ. And obviously her mom sitting here did the same thing. But that's why. He's gone now. 
How's that circle going to keep going? They got to go talk about it. They got to go live it out. They got to go set that example. You say, Dan, this message is so simple. Hmm. A lot harder to live out, isn't it? Some of you not have a family member that has chosen to slip out of that circle. Some of, somebody sitting here tonight has a grandchild who's not teaching your great-grandchildren the name of the Lord because they've walked away from faith. And I want to tell you that your influence on their life is incredible. When they come over to your house for a big thing just to see you pray over a meal and give thanks for a meal, it's huge. Don't underestimate those moments. For me on Thanksgiving Day, just took a few moments. Hey, guys. Let's just pause a second, and can I just remind y'all, y'all hear me preach all the time, you preach too, can I just tell y'all, the name of Jesus is why our family is where it is today, let's all give thanks for Jesus. Say it. You say, everybody knows it. Say it. Because passing on that heritage of faith is so important. We live in a society, our heritage is being lost in many ways. And I'm going to be one who passes it on to my children. And for me, for my, for my moment of remembering this, it was visiting with my grandpa. As, as you see here, he, this was his hat. He wrote his name Jay. His name Jay is written right in there. He didn't want anybody to steal it at church, I guess. And, and uh, he wore this nasty hair tonic. He, always, he had nice hair, but he wore this. And I can, I can still smell it when I put my nose in there. And one of the last times I went to visit grandpa, he had this sitting on his little... Um, nursing home little dresser there at the nursing home he had a little spot there and and the hat was I remember hat was sitting there and his glasses were sitting there too and he was sitting on the edge of his bed and I still remember him in fact I think I've shared the story at Rez here how he called me over to him and he grabbed my collar and he said Danny I need to ask you something and he's pulling on my shirt I'm like what is wrong with him and he's got me really close and he ain't got no teeth and his breath smells awful and that's my papa right there and he said to me, Danny, it's all he said to me, Danny, have you told your children about Jesus? And I said, yes, Papa, I have. And he goes, did they, did they want to know about him? I'm like, they did, Grandpa. And I remember him going, woo we praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You know what he's doing? He, just make, he, he knew his time was about done. He's checking on his circle. I, I'm guessing... Um, this weekend, knowing society, knowing that most of us are this way, some of you chased after a Christmas gift over the weekend. Tomorrow is Cyber Monday. You can't wait to click on a great deal. Great. Have a ball at it, but don't you dare forget. The most important thing you'll do for your children and your grandchildren is tell them and remind them of the name and the importance of Jesus Christ. Let this season again. Let this season again be one where that's passed on because your days on this earth are numbered. And if time lasts in 100 years, none of us will be in here. I mean, a few of you might survive, but you'll be looking pretty rough. And in 100 years, if we aren't here, we want to make sure our children and grandchildren are still preaching and singing the name of the Lord. Today's our day to make sure the link in the chain is solid and complete. Let this season be a season where that happens in your life. Thank you for watching and being a part of our online family. Subscribe to our channel for access to all of our videos and live services. You can also be notified when a new service becomes available if you ring the notification bell. We cannot do this without you. You can support this ministry and help us reach more people with the word by giving at reslife.org give. Thanks again for watching. Be blessed.